Welcome to the Oswego Mortgage Podcast. Oswego Mortgage is Pacific Northwest's VA home loan specialist. For questions or help with your VA home loan, a new home purchase, or refinancing, call 503-697-7214 or go to oswegomortgage.com. Now with the owner of Oswego Mortgage, Tom Fitkin, here's your host, Luke Anderson. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest episode of the Oswego Mortgage Podcast. I'm your host, Luke Anderson. Forgive my voice. It's a little bit lower an octave uh, today. Allergies have been kicking in. With me, as always, uh, Tom Fitkin, the owner of Oswego Mortgage. Tom, how are you doing today? I'm good, Luke. Hope you're doing well, too. I'm, I'm great. I, I have you in studio for the first time. We've been dealing with, uh, I don't know if people are aware of this, there was a global pandemic uh, so you and I were patching in on uh, on the Wi-Fi for the last two years that we've been doing this podcast, but now I actually have you in studio, so it's great to have you here. Yeah, it's great to be here. Excellent. So today we're going to talk about uh, a change that is going on in the market. We're starting to see interest rates rise, and for a lot of people, they think that means that uh, there's no reason to look into refinancing or uh, looking at ways to diminish their um, their out-of-pocket for some of the debt that they may have on file. So what we're going to do is talk about why it's still a good idea to refinance, especially with the equity in the home uh, that a lot of people have gotten. So Tom, t- first of all, give us a quick overview of what's going on in the in the real estate market, market or the mortgage industry. Well, you know, obviously the interest rates have, have gone up fairly significantly in a short period of time. Uh, I've seen a lot of different cycles over the years of doing this. And this one's interesting. Um, you know, they're really trying to stop demand, I, I feel, meaning by raising these interest rates, less people are going to qualify. But, you know, we're here, we're in a unique market here in the Northwest. The the um, purchase side of the business hasn't slowed down. Um, we're still getting multiple offers over asking price. Um, it's It still is amazing me. And, you know, even with the higher interest rates, uh, people are, you know, obviously still jumping in because they believe buying is going to be better than renting, which of course it is. With, um, you know, what you got to pay for rent nowadays, sure. it's unbelievable. Well, I actually had for the first time in a long time. Uh, I talked to a friend who just moved back into town. He was able to buy. He had the only offer in on a home, and it was on the market for a staggering ten days before he bought it. Uh, so that felt like uh, maybe maybe your idea of. of changing the demand cycle has helped at least a little bit in the short term. Yeah, no, it, it has. I mean, I think, I think you're, that's a good example right there. Um, but I do feel that, you know, the house location, neighborhood, all that, if it's in a desirable area, the demand is still um, stronger than I would feel it would be with where the interest rates have gone to. But I think people realize that it's a cycle. Rates go up, rates come down. And Meaning that, yeah, I'm still going to buy today and I'll take advantage of it later on when, you know, the market comes the other direction and I'll refinance then and lower my payment. Um, you know, that's, that's I think, what the, what the uh, thought process is as far as being a buyer in today's market. The other thing that happened with not just the demand and the, the low interest rate is people have a lot more equity than maybe they've ever had in their homes. Uh, what, are you, what are you seeing as a, a symptom or uh, what's the effect that that's had on the market? Well, that's kind of, you know, going forward with these higher interest rates, it's, a, it's still, I, I believe, and I talk to uh, my, you know, my office, my employees about this, um, yeah, the refinances are going to be a lot less this year than last couple of years. Obviously, 
with the interest rates doing what they've done. But what I see happening, Luke, is nationally right now as a country, we have the highest consumer credit card debt in the history of this country. And what that tells me is, number one, I, I don't know how they come up with this unemployment rate. I, I'm still trying to figure that out, meaning how low <laughs> I'm no it is. Help. I'm no help on that. Yeah, and again, I, I really, I, it seems such such to me that there's that, that little bit of false numbers going on there. But I, again, I, I don't know uh, exactly how they're coming up with that. And what I mean by uh, that is I, th- I, I just know um, a lot of clients of ours, you know, have, have had downtime or... Um, had to move on to a different job or had to put themselves in forbearance for a year and maybe had to ring up a credit card or two to make ends meet. And um, I think you're going to see that. I think people are going to get to a point where they're going to say, gosh, look at, you know, we've got this much going out on credit cards and installment loans, car loans, student loans, whatever it may be. And now all of a sudden we got a ton of equity in our house. And I, I, you know, what's going to happen is people are going to have to let go of their low interest rate to put themselves in a better financial position from a monthly cash flow uh, basis. Meaning that if they, you know, they got to sitting on a 2.75 rate and they got to go to, you know, 5% or, you know, wherever the type of loan they're doing, wherever the, you know, the rates are at that time, uh, they're going to have to take a hard look at, you know, gosh, I'm giving up this rate and I'm going to be back up to this. And, but when they analyze what they're going to pay off, and what it's going to still do for them on a cash flow monthly savings basis is going to make sense. And you're going to, I, I just think you're going to see a lot of it because I think people are going to have to have to get rid of debt to obviously meet their monthly financial obligations um, just because we've, we have, a, as a country, we've really rung things up. And I think that's another indicator on my comment about the unemployment. I think, you know, the stimulus checks were great for people, but it was only so much money. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, 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 you know, on top of that, I, I do believe that they, they had to use credit cards and and put themselves in a position to get by um, during you know this pandemic we've been going through. Not not to mention, a lot of people looked at those checks as kind of free money and used it to buy kayaks instead of put it away for savings. So I you think know, there's I, an element I, of that. I, I got to tell a quick story. I I was down in Costa Rica um, a couple months back at my place and. I, I was talking to a good buddy down there, and he goes, "God, it's crazy! I mean, business is going nuts." And he has a um, he has a, a horse tour business. Mm-hmm. Um, they did his horse tours on the beach down there, and he said, "Tom, it's crazy! I've been I'm just swamped. I got people coming from the states with cash left and right." And and I said, "Well, you know, it's crazy. People have been." He goes, "Yeah, but they were telling me that they got this stipend, this free money from your government." And you know, I'm thinking, "Oh my gosh, yeah. they, that's amazing to me." So people are getting these stipends, and they're not putting it towards paying their rent or, you know, their monthly financial obligations. A lot of them used it for free vacations like this or whatever. It, it kind of threw me back like, wow, you know, that's a perfect example of, you know, the stimulus money that went out. Obviously, it was very needed in some situations, but I think, you know, certain people that got those monies or, or took advantage of those getting those monies, did they really need it? You know, could yeah. the government have done a better job giving the money to people that really truly needed the money? You know, I... I never did, you know, as, as a mortgage company, I could have done the, whatever it was, the PP, where, you know, yeah. people got, and, and I just looked at myself and I said, that doesn't seem fair to me. You know, I, 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 we're, we're doing fine. You know, why would I go take money from, uh, you know, this kitty of, or this pool of money that the government's put together when in essence, we don't need it. I think it's more yeah. important that 
whether it's restaurants or you know certain types of businesses that really truly did need it. I hear stories about all types of companies, mortgage companies that took advantage of that money, and I. I don't know. It doesn't sit well with me, Luke. Well, we saw some big ones in the news, like the Los Angeles Lakers qualified for it and some of these yeah. you know, huge name companies. So I, I'm, I'm not surprised uh, that it happened you know, in any industry, to be quite honest. Um, speaking of, of other mortgage companies, and we don't need to name anybody by name, but there certainly is a big push uh, for people to simplify and go online when they're talking to a mortgage company, just fill out that simple form. But one of the things that you talked about there was, you know, if you're looking at refinancing from 2.75 to 5%, it may end up making sense. But having the ability to come in, and we've talked about this a ton with Oswego Mortgage, come in and talk to your team. Where do you start the evaluation and the conversation when somebody's going, hey, Tom, I heard the podcast and we... We, we do have some debt that we'd like to get, you know, off of the books. And if we can if we can refinance to do that, where, where does that conversation start when somebody comes in to see you? Well, we're going to sit down and, you know, if they're super organized and they've got every de- debt listed out and what their monthly payments are, we'll go off that. But really, it's going to be, all right, let's do a pre-application. Let's see, get you, let's get your credit. Uh, let's see your debts. Let's see your credit score. So then I can give you accurate figures on number one, what your rate will be based off your credit score and your your loan to value on your home. And then on top of that, your current debt situation, here's what's outgo is you know, here's your outgo today. And if we do this and we pay this, this, this and this and that and the other thing off, uh, here's what your outgo is going to be. And then it's it's truly a cash flow analysis, meaning, okay, you know, you're you've got 2500 outgo today with your mortgaging debts and we can get it down to 2 grand. Does 500 bucks a month make sense? Well, yeah, it does. That's a big number and that's going to help a lot of people out um, on a monthly basis, you know, being able to be more affordable and make make their financial obligations um, in full and in, and on a timely manner as opposed to scraping by and maybe using a credit card to get a little extra cash to make that mortgage payment because you're so thin right now based on, you know, the, the outgo that you have. And I, I, I do believe we're going to see, we already are, we already are getting these phone calls. But I think as the rates, you know, obviously they're talking about continuing to, to raise the rates, which I do believe they're going to do a, a few more times. But, um, you know, the high end of where the rates are going to go to, we have kind of a, a little guest or a little pool, if you will, in my office. And like a, uh, like a little wager. Yeah, <laughs> we're doing up like, on the board. It's, actually, it's a lunch thing, but yeah, yeah. we're, we're going to, we're going to, it's kind of fun though. We're all kind of predicting, you know, where we're going to cap out at, how long is it going to take to get there? And when will the rates start coming back? Um, since see, I'm trying to think, in '94 really is when I got in this crazy business, and so I've seen a lot of cycles. And when I got in the business, uh, believe it or not, rates were knocking on the door at nine percent. Mm. And like I've been explaining to my my employees, I said, you know, this is a time right now as these rates start getting up like this, you're going to see products come back, you're going to see arms, you're going to see interest only. You're going to see forty year amortizations come out. I, I really believe this country is going to come out. Uh, within the next handful of years, either a 40- or 50-year amortization because it's kind of like Europe. You know, the prices are getting so high that if you don't have a longer amortization period, the affordability on that monthly obligation is hard for a lot of people, and you don't want to cut the middle class off. You know, it's – it's. Uh, I really believe that's going to come into play. But 
Um, you know, there used to be some ARM products, adjustable rate mortgage products that I loved when I got in the business. And one of them, of course, was the VA loan. And I thought it was the best ARM. And I thought it was actually genius how it was set up. And, and basically, Luke, it would work as if, say, rates are 9% then. Okay. Well, you could get an adjustable at 7 and it can only it could only go up one percent per year. So if you take if you take the 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 worst case scenario and you take a seven percent, eight percent, nine percent, ten percent, and divide that by four years, you're still under the fixed rate, yeah, you know, average. And I loved that arm. And okay. a lot of people used it uh, as a tool just to 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 uh, not necessarily because of the higher interest rates, but um, you know, as a tool to to pay less interest and. Uh, you know, then when the when the rates started sneaking down to six and then five, then those arms went away. Sure. And which makes sense because you can only go so long. You know, there's got to be a margin there that makes sense when you go from a long term to short term interest rate. But, uh, you know, I think we're going to see products like that come back that are going to make um, the market um, more affordable for a lot of people that, you know, otherwise may not qualify on a on a straight fixed rate. Well, and I would guess that the more products that are available, the more important it is to talk to somebody that knows the ins and outs of those products and has seen those those cycles. And actually, doing that cash flow analysis would be a good place to start. Yeah, and I'm you know I'm working with some of our investors right now to to talk about product and say, hey, are you going to bring you know this type of product on or this or what do you think about the future of possibly getting this product? And so I am working you know as an individual broker, Oswego Mortgage. I'm trying to work with my investors to see you know, what kind of niche products I can bring on board to be able to offer, you know, to our customers that are, they're going to be, you know, basically going to be in need of, of this type of product. So one of the, one of the f- main things that you do, 95% of your business is a VA home loan. You can take care of any other types of loans, obviously. Uh, but what's the difference between refinancing, especially a cash out refinance, with a VA home loan versus a conventional loan? Well, there's a couple things, and I'm going to bring up uh, the, the beauty of the VA is you can go to 100%. And so you can go to the 100% value of your home, whereas you're going to be, you're going to be limited to 80% on a conventional loan, and you're going to have a higher interest rate. Uh, one thing that does come into play for the veteran, he or she, that can be um, more of a negative than a positive is VA charges what's called a funding fee. Mm-hmm. And your first-time users on a VA loan, it's it's 2.3%, and then it goes to 36 So, you you know, you got a veteran that's uh, been used as VA several times, and they come and they want to do 100% cash-out refi, and they take out a $300,000 loan, you know, their funding fee is going to be twelve grand or so. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, then again, though, when you look at it, and if it pencils and it saves a certain amount of money, it still does make sense. But... I am, I don't, you know, I don't know if this is politically correct or not, or I guess not politically, but um, one thing I, I am starting to notice and I've always noticed is, you know, you, when you mentioned 95% of our business, it is dang near 95% of our business. It's definitely 90 plus. And we do all types of loans. We did do a lot of conventional loans over the last couple of years because of the fees and interest rate that Oswego Mortgage is able to offer. And I'm, when I say that, I'm very confident saying that because I know my attitude's always been, Luke, we don't need to hit home runs here. Let's just hit a line drive mm-hmm. in between first and second, and that's going to capture our clients coming back to us. And it's yep. proven that that when we do that and we price it that way, I always tell people, you know, call around and then call me back and tell me what you think. And um, very, very rarely do we lose a deal over fee and interest rates. So just remember Oswego Mortgage is extremely competitive on any type of loan, um, you know, when it comes to that. But 
I also will go back to the VA loan. I also am, am telling veterans, you know, how many times I hear or see a veteran that comes in and they have this 10% disability for hearing. Well, it makes all the sense in the world. If you think about boot camp, you think about guns, you think about ships, you think about planes, you think about submarine, you know, all the different entities that a veteran he or she um, just a drill exp- sergeant yelling in your ear. Yeah, there you go, too. Yeah, you're right. You're probably right on that, too. But everything they go through and what their hearing goes through, I'm telling you, nine out of 10 veterans do have some form of, you know, the ability to say, yeah, my hearing's probably a little off. And, and so I've been really telling them, you know, you deserve this. Go make a claim. And um, I always look at a, like if a husband and wife come in and the husband's a veteran, I'll, I'll say, you know, and he doesn't have any disability. And I'll say, have you ever gotten your hearing checked or your ears? And I'll look over at the wife and she'll roll her eyes going, are you kidding me? I've been telling him for years, you know, and and then the veteran will say, well, I think it's selective, you know, but (laughs) but, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, um, as I've been doing this the last few years, telling that, you know, not just to get the 10% so you don't have to pay a funding fee, but what I'm noticing from our older veterans, um, you know, say 70s plus age wise is they're super happy with the VA uh, from a hearing standpoint because they really take care of the and high quality hearing aids and you know tonight is all the stuff that goes on with the ears the VA really does take care of the veteran you know I think maybe other things that the veteran he or she went through and had some medical issues in in uh, uh, the military maybe sometimes they don't get taken care of as well as they should or maybe the veteran gives up on the whole process because it can be kind of a you know, the, the the VA claims process can be a little cumbersome, and sometimes it just makes you feel like they're trying to tell you no up front, and they give up. You know, they'll, for instance, they'll, they'll put a request in, or they'll put their claim in, and they'll get a letter back saying, well, you know, you you need to see, send this, that, this, that, and the other. And they're going, well, I did that up front. And, and so yeah. letters will come, and it almost throw the veteran off, like, I already done this. And they get frustrated, and then they just quit on it. And yeah. so I think it's a way, believe it or not, I think it is a way that that uh, the, the VA disability claims uh, go about their business trying to, I, I shouldn't say limit, but trying to make the process a little more cumbersome and, and hard than, than you would think. And in and, and doing that, and the veteran, he or she, they get frustrated yeah. and they just say, I'm done. I don't want to, you know, as opposed to sticking with it and knowing that there is, it's a little bit of a game to get through, but Hey, these veterans, they deserve it. They deserve to be compensated. They deserve to be compensated for any ailments uh, or illnesses or injuries that have caused, you know, life, lifelong um, medical issues. They, they deserve to be compensated. And so I'm a big advocate of that. But just remember, it, it, on a VA loan, it only takes 10% rating, which is, that's what ears are. Ten, uh, when you have ears, that's a 10% rating. And then you never pay a funding fee again. And I just think... I think that VA funding fees got out of control on how much they charge, especially for if you've used it more than once. You know, 3.6%, that's that's too much. Yeah. You know, I, I can see maybe two, but maybe, I don't know. I've always kind of wondered why that fee has to be so high. And so what started this conversation, Luke, was your, your comment about, you know, what's, what's the benefit of the VA loan? Well, right up front, it's the 100%. But, you know, we have to analyze VA versus conventional and is 80% enough without paying that funding fee, yep. maybe taking 20% less? A lot of times it's not. A lot of times they need that 100% to, to pay off yeah. you know, all the debts they want to pay off, and it does make sense to pay the funding fee. And one other thing, if the veteran he or she at least applies for 
the disability claim. In other words, they put a, a claim in as we're going through the process. Um, if we close the loan and they haven't got a decision yet, but yet they've put the claim in prior to the loan funding, and then down the road, you know, three, six, three to six months down the road, they get their 10% or more rating, then they call, I always tell them to call me back if, if and when you get that, and I'll hook you up in the Denver Regional Office, give you the phone number, give you your loan number and who you need to call there, and they're real good about it. They get Generally, they cut, cut the veteran a check. I've seen them uh, do principal reduction on the loan before, but I've also seen them just cut a check directly to um, you know the veteran themselves. And I've had, in the last two years, I've had more than I can count on both feet and both hands that I've told this to, and they've come back and they've got their rating, and they said, "Man, Tom, thank you very much." You know, and I got. By the way, I, I did get my disability check. I mean, my uh, funding fee check back. Appreciate you know your guidance on that. So, but I guess I'm just saying this because um, it, it's something that each veteran here she should should definitely get what's uh, they deserve. And what I mean by that is is the medical attention on any disabilities that have come from the from the VA. Well, I think one of the words that you used somewhere in the middle there was advocate. Having an advocate that's that's on your side to help you through yes. um, the process makes a big difference because going through it alone, you get that paperwork back from the government that says, thanks but no thanks, We're, we've denied your claim. And you've seen your customers go through that again and again. So knowing what the process is like, having somebody that's in your corner giving that extra push to, to make sure you get everything correct, I think is a big differentiator for Oswego Mortgage versus some of the other uh, clients that you can talk yeah, to. Yeah, and I guess I'm, I'm kind of elaborating a, little, a lot on this today, but you just, you know, you just made a, a comment there that, you, you, sorry, but sorry, but no thanks, you've been, or whatever you, you said, you've been, <laughs> de, you've been denied. Well, that's a format letter, yep. okay, that comes out. And it's when the veteran he or she reads that, that's what they think. And this is going to sound crazy to you, but this is, an, an, in the past, this was the VA claims decision maker for the state of Oregon that told me that, that when that letter goes out, that's a format letter. And what happens is if they respond to that and they send back in that original paperwork they've already sent in, and this is going to sound crazy to you, but all of a sudden they're put on the back burner. As opposed to if they wouldn't even have acknowledged that letter that came to them. Because if you read the fine line, it's not a decision on their claim. Yeah. It's more of a formatted letter. Hey, right now you're in the process, but, you know, and it makes you feel like you didn't do anything right. Well, as if you just hang tight and don't respond to that, you get a lot quicker decision on your claim. And it's, it may That's sound, it, it, it is. And when she told, when, when I was, when I was told that, it really surprised me, you know, that you can get caught in the bureaucracy of yeah, the federal government. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to be careful around my. I mean, just it just doesn't seem right to me. Yeah. But you know, a lot of things in in this crazy world aren't right, and yeah. um, you know, just I, I guess I'm trying to educate veterans right now on do not give up on your claim. Um, you deserve it. Follow through. It's going to be frustrating if you have a spouse, have he or she help you through it, and your doctor. You know, you're going to have certain doctor appointments you need to do, and you need to really get your doctor on board on what you're trying to accomplish so you can get strong letters written that will only help, the, you know, the whole process as you're going through that claim. 
one of the things about debt consolidation is the cash out refinance is one of many options. And I don't expect you to be an expert in all of the debt consolidation that's out there. But why are you such an advocate for the cash out refinance as opposed to something like a home equity line of credit or some of the other great, options? Great that are question. Out there? There's a great question there. And, you know, uh, there's times where the equity loans are the best, the way to do it. But more times than not, it's not. And here's why. Um, on an equity line, equity loan, when you go to get one, you're going to be limited on what they consider your loan to value. What's your house worth? What do you owe on your first? How much you taken on your second? Now, what is your loan to value on that property? And you're going to find that those appraisals that are done are much more conservative. Mm. And so a lot of times what happens when the, you know, the, now nah, I'm just going to go get an equity line. Well, they'll do that and they'll get an unfavorable appraisal and they can't get near the money they wanted to take care of the debt they wanted to take care of. And that's that's number one. Number two is in a market like this, and this is why I'm so adamant today, why cash out's better than, than an equity line, is with the government saying what they're going to do to the rates, which is basically your federal reserve rate, your prime. You know, as, as prime goes up, those equity lines go up. So you're going to probably see your second mortgage slash equity line payment going up every few months right now for the next year or two. Yep. And they're probably going to get to a point where you're going to be pretty surprised how much that payment is by the time. And, you know, yeah, it can be interest only, so you can keep your payment down, but it's going to go up as prime goes up, and you're going to have a second mortgage that's sitting there not going down in balance. Yeah. So, you know, I, I just think that equity lines right now um, are going to be um, a little more disadvantageous because of the fact the odds are that they're going to go up. Now, if you can find a fixed rate, say second mortgage, as opposed to maybe an equity line where they do a fixed rate, not a bad way to, to go, you know, to, so you don't, you, you take away that possibility because it's, a lot of times those equity lines are prime plus, they're tied to. So as prime goes up, your payment goes up, your interest rate goes up. So, you know, you, you, there's, a, there's a lot of ins and outs going in right now, but because of the, the, the direction rates are going, if you have the equity in the property, I'm still an advocate um, especially on a VA loan and a conventional for that matter too. But what I love about the VA cash out, Luke, is, yeah, okay, yeah, we took you out of 275 and took you to 475 or four and a half or wherever we're at. I, you know, I don't, I don't know where the market is today. It changes every day right now. So, but <laughs> It takes a whole day for it to change? Uh, sometimes not. <laughs> I mean, sometimes there's two or three changes. But, you know, so yeah, we took you out of that rate. We put you in a higher rate. But the beauty of a VA loan is when that market does do the reverse. It, 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 it goes it, and it starts coming and going down the other direction. The beauty of the VA loan is at that time, when we get to a certain threshold, okay, look, maybe you're sitting at four and a half and we're down, rates get back down to three and a half. You know, we're going to be able to do what's called an interest rate reduction loan at that time. It's, and, and, and the beauty of the VA loan is, and it's the only loan like this, is there's no appraisal required and no income documentation required. It's just you have to be current, no lates on your mortgage, and your credit score is what it is, and that's what your pricing is based off of. But that's another tool here that when people are giving up their low rate and to go do a debt consolidation loan, the odds are they're going to be able to put themselves back in a lower rate at, at some period over the next two or three years. So that's another cool thing about the VA loan is you can always know that you've got that EARL, that interest rate reduction loan in your back pocket when the market gets down back to a point where it makes sense to do. If you're looking to do a cash-out refinance or anything else with your mortgage, uh, find the advocates at uh, Oswego Mortgage. Uh, they know the VA loan inside and out can help you with a conventional loan when it's right as well. 
Uh, but I think the best place to start is a conversation with Tom and his team. OswegoMortgage.com is a place to go online. Anything else you would add to this conversation, Tom? No, no, I'm not. I appreciate the time, and I, I do enjoy these podcasts. And, and d- just know that at Oswego Mortgage, we have a lot of integrity. And I will tell you this, my staff makes me look good. Um, <laughs> and I mean that. I mean that, Luke. I've, I've got some... Uh, great employees that that are a really important part of of this business. And my whole goal through these times that we're going through, because obviously business is slowed for all of us mortgage people, is my goal is is to not to ever have to lay anyone off per se, you know, from a, a standpoint of business, meaning it's got too slow. But I can tell you right now, you're going to see a lot of layoffs coming up in, in the mortgage industry and yeah. a lot of companies. You're going to see it. It's already happening. Um, just watch. Yeah. Well, yeah. you guys have always stayed lean and mean. It was always your uh, yeah. f- philosophy, right? Even through the uh, the big big surge that we had. Yeah, and so I always it. believe in saving, you know, so making sure when the things do get slow that hopefully we can, you know, weather the storm, if you will, and, and you know, everyone still has a job, and that's important to me. Well, if you'd like any more uh, information about Oswego Mortgage, the VA home loan, uh, some of the eligibility requirements, any of those, we have a whole plethora of podcasts that we've already recorded and we'll continue to do this in the future. Tom, wonderful to have you in person today. Uh-huh. Uh, and we will do it again uh, next month with another episode of the Oswego Mortgage Podcast. Thank Look. you, everyone, for listening. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Oswego Mortgage Podcast. For more info or questions about today's topic, your VA home loan, a new home purchase, or refinancing, call 503-697-7214 or go to oswegomortgage.com.